Captain's Log, Supplemental. After reaching and stabilizing the injured parties aboard the Benthen assault cruiser AVEC, the landing party made our way back to the shuttlecraft Rogue. Though difficult, the patients were successfully extracted from the site. All three are being treated by Dr. Cakes in sickbay, and she reports all three are likely to survive. Unfortunately, we're left with some very perplexing questions. What could have done this to such a formidable opponent? Why was protecting the brig of utmost importance? Perhaps most disturbing, why was a human female being detained by the Benthen Guard? Cookie, Jace, give me some answers. Unfortunately, Captain, there are not many to give, at least not currently. I can say my earlier hypothesis that the Benthens were attempting to protect the brig has been strengthened. In shielding that section of the vessel, they essentially surrendered main engineering to destruction. Further, I believe the radiation that was initially perceived as a damaged vessel's off-gassing may have been intentionally vented to hide the presence of life signs. It's truly perplexing, sir. But why? Cookie, are any of the patients stable enough to talk? I would seriously recommend against it. The Benthans' physiology is too alien to me. I'm unwilling to risk waking them. Honestly, it's a small miracle I was able to stabilize them. As far as the girl... What? What is it, Doctor? I don't know. She's got two lungs, a four-chamber heart, a two-lobed brain. Essentially, the anatomy is correct, but the physiology is off somehow. I'll need more time to figure it out. Unfortunately, time is a luxury we don't have. If the Benthans went to such lengths to protect these three individuals, someone will come back to pick them up. We need answers now. Doctor, let me know if you find anything new. Commander, let's head back to the bridge. Jace, give me some options here. We can't leave. I don't want to start a conflict with the Benthans. They're one of our strongest Delta Quadrant allies. Nor do I want to hand over one of our own, which will inevitably be expected. Well, Captain. Bridge. What little is known of the Benthans suggests they are rigid, immovable people. The Benthan Guard consider themselves the police force of the Delta Quadrant. I agree. They will not let us leave without handing over all three survivors. However, leaving the battle site with their crew and prisoner may reflect poorly on the Federation. Perhaps more than poorly. They don't know we have the girl, though. Maybe. I've considered that as well, Captain, but they will simply search the AVEC for her. Yeah, I suppose they will. Captain on the bridge. Commander, I'm not willing to risk losing a much-needed ally here. We wait for the Benthans. We have a little time to think of something before they arrive. Less time than you think, Captain. Six Benthan ships coming out of warp now. This episode of Priority One Podcast is brought to you by Patreon community sponsor, our friend Isaiah, and we thank all our patrons for their monthly support of Priority One Podcasts.
your hosts. Hello, Admirals. You're listening to episode 203 of Priority One Podcast, the premier Star Trek online podcast. Recorded on Friday, December 19th, 2014, and available for download or streaming on Monday, December 22nd, 2014, at PriorityOnePodcast.com. I'm Cookie. I'm Jace. And I'm Elijah. And in the recording studio is our audio engineer, Skiffy. Hello. How are you guys today? So far, so good. What do we have in store this week, Elijah? This week, Dr. Herc joins us and treks out some astounding science news. In Star Trek Online News, we have another patch. Things start to quiet down as we wrap up the end of the year, but Perfect World steals our ideas with a DOF event going on until December 29th. We'll also be discussing some events on the calendar coming to Star Trek Online, and we have an editorial uh, regarding Star Trek Online by yours truly. So I'm going to get on a soapbox, guys. It's that type of episode. And of course, as always, before the end of the show, we'll open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. Admirals, we are so grateful that not only have you helped us cover our monthly operating costs via Patreon, but many of you continue to contribute. And those extra funds will help offset the cost of travel to conventions, new equipment. We are continually humbled by your support. And even if you can't or haven't donated, you can support us by dialoguing with us. Your comments, questions, tweets, Facebook messages, in-game chats, they all mean the world to us and it lifts our spirits to engage with you. So even if you're a longtime listener, share your thoughts with us on iTunes, Facebook, Twitter, in-game, however you can reach us. Now, we know a lot of you use iTunes. So you guys have to go to iTunes and you got to write a review of Priority One Podcast. We're 203 episodes in and we've only got nine reviews on iTunes in the iTunes store. So I'm making a call to action, Admirals. Write a review for us on iTunes. We are always looking for new members to join the Priority One Podcast team. If you have a special skill or interest you'd like to contribute, then reach out to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com or visit the website and click on Red Shirt Uncle Sam. All right, Admirals, let's trek out some mysteries of the cosmos with Dr. Robert Hurt. I don't know. Then let's trek it out. So for this week's Trek It Out, we're going to look at a few elements of technological coolness and scientific visualization. The first couple are sent to us by Priority One listener Sean Williams. For the first of these, have you ever really wanted that universal translator experience where you could pop up a video of a friend or colleague speaking in a different language and have the computer automatically substitute it? Well, it looks like Microsoft is well on the way of giving you that experience within the Skype application. Skype Translate is a new technology being developed by Microsoft to allow near real-time translations of video messages from one language into another. Right now, if you go to the Skype site, you can sign up for trial information and prototypes. But what is exciting is that this really could open up the options of speaking to people in your non-native language. Now, while it is still a long ways away from the Universal Translator instantaneous simultranslate effect, it will enable you to communicate with people in whatever languages are supported and folded into the service in a much more seamless way than we've been able to do so far. No word yet when or if it will support Klingon, Andorian, or other languages that might be of interest to this crowd. Another technological item of interest is that the U.S. Navy seems quite interested in developing phaser-style energy weapons for use on the ground. This new vehicle-mounted laser weapon 
would be a very portable kind of high-energy laser device that would be able to lock in on and destroy missile targets, drone targets, and other things at reasonably short range without having to carry around ammunition just a sufficiently large battery pack. Currently, it looks like over $20 million is being invested into this portable-style energy weapon, which at this point is supposed to be mounted on terrestrial-style trucks and vehicles, but certainly can imagine in the future being shifted into something more akin to air vessels or perhaps space vessels. The current research revolves around taking the technology necessary to generate a high-energy laser beam, dissipate the heat that the device would naturally generate, and fold it all into a package you could mount on the top of a Hummer or some other mobile vehicle. Of course, you'll still need tracking technologies to lock on to whatever incoming threat is approaching and deliver that pulse of intense energy and heat into a single spot to hopefully destroy the incoming threat. But these are solvable problems, and I wouldn't be surprised if in the next 5-10 years we see kind of a new generation of energy-based weapon making its first appearance in small vehicles. Probably ground-based at first, but someday maybe even on flying vessels and ultimately spaceships. For the third tidbit in this week's Trek It Out, I wanted to direct people to a fantastic new short film called Wanderers that has appeared recently on YouTube. This fantastic short feature takes the imagery that NASA has provided over many years of the planets and the fantastic moons around the outer planets and gives us a peek into what it might be like to be human tourists in some of the most fantastic areas in our entire solar system, between tourism on Mars, base jumping off of moons of outer gas giants. The movie is really a fun, short watch, and hopefully fires you up for the possibilities of what may be coming. In its own way, it actually is slightly reminiscent of the opening credits of Star Trek Enterprise, as it steps us through the first stages of humanity, stepping off into our solar system, and eventually the universe beyond. For Priority One and Trek It Out, this is Dr. Robert Hurt, wishing everyone a fantastic holiday season and looking forward to catching up with everyone in 2015. Have you discovered something that you think the rest of our listeners would enjoy hearing about? A new advancement in science or tech that you would like Dr. Robert to weigh in on? Then send it over to us via incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Let's find out what happened this week in Star Trek Online. Computer status report. Status. Incoming message. I'm only in the mood for good news today. It's the end of the year, Admirals, which means Star Trek Online news generally gets quiet. Most people have taken vacation. Or the team is putting the finishing touches on the anniversary event coming up in February. Holy goodness. Star Trek Online is going to be five years old in February. Whoa. But we did have some patches hit Holodeck on Thursday, December 18th. Jace, why don't you talk to us a little bit about what hit Holodeck? Pretty short release notes this week. They now made another adjustment to Tide of Ice because of some of the completion bugs associated with it. You can now get winter trinkets by participating in any wave simply by entering and selecting the prompt, join the battle, similar to how you currently join the race for the PvP race, Fast and the Flurious. If you do that and then participate from wherever you join till the end of the event, you'll get completion credit. This will let you get the accolade aligned in the snow. But you still won't need to do that in order to 
get some of the new winter event items. They're not putting that requirement back in. It's just so you can complete the accolade properly and get rewards. Some fixes to the Ilachi equipment. The three-piece unspeakable energy bonus will now work on the Sheshar Dreadnought, which we had an issue with. And the subspace rift module can now be unequipped from kits. It was basically getting stuck in kits once it got equipped. They have made some big updates to the duty officer packs in the C store, taking out all of the powered and unpowered alien artifacts and the Mark 12 consoles, since those are more or less obsolete now compared to R&D system. And instead they've added to the Gamma Quadrant duty officer pack, uh, some things like Gamma Quadrant commodities, embassy mine or spire provisions, or a set of four fleet modules. I think I'm still sitting on a few of those unpowered artifacts. What do I do with them? You could sell them, but you're not gonna get a lot. You can still do the duty officer mission to power them and turn them into consoles. It's just now there's less reason to than there used to be because you can't, you're not gonna get an awesome, valuable, multi-million console out of it that, that you could sell. They also updated the provision bonus award for the fleet support and Romulan survivor DOF packs to include the chance for embassy dilithium respire provisions. And that's really it. There's a couple known issues, some uh, clipping, and they're still working out something to do with the first year Chell Gret Breen ships and the account-wide discount. That's still in work in progress, but we talked about that last week. Skiffy, didn't you tell me last night that they had made a note in the patch about the loadout system, that they made another modification to it again this week? Yeah, you know, I thought I saw that. Was that in the patch? Because uh, I saw it on the Tribble notes. Yeah, it was only on Tribble. There were a couple things uh, on the Tribble notes that did not go live on Holodeck. I remember reading it in the Tribble notes. Usually when they put something on Tribble, they uh, post it to Holodeck the next day or, you know, the next patch. So this just must not have made it. So I was setting up an escort, right? So I've essentially taken my tier six ships through their masteries except for the science scryer. That's the only one. I'm not really interested in that final mastery. But I finished the Guardian, so I actually wanted to go into my one of my escorts and set it all up, switched maps, and my loadouts were gone. Oh, no. So it was, yeah, there was a hashtag rage quit for that moment. I was, <laughs> it just it was really frustrating because everything was going really well for a week, and then I switched ships and saved the loadout, and I zoned out, zoned back in, and lo and behold, my power tray was completely messed up. So I saved a third loadout for that ship, just to be safe, and uh, so far so good, keeping my fingers crossed, and I just don't understand what happened that, for me, Delta Rising messed up whatever line my database character is on in the server, for whatever reason, got corrupted. Um, it's not just you. I know, I know, but it, I was fine before. I was fine before. It's not just you, but it's also not, that's the weird part, it's not everybody, because I haven't had a loadout bug in a long time. It wasn't affecting me before Delta Rising. Delta Rising hit, and now it affects me, and it's driving me insane. <laughs> now you feel their pain. I feel their pain. The only thing I've really had is where it will, if I swap a console and resave it, it won't save that. It'll dump the consoles. It'll flip the console the next time I switch ships. But my boffs have been okay. That happened to me, actually, with this, this ship, too. That happened to me last night. I was like, I know I put the Delta Rising console in, but now my counter command is back why you know yeah all right so since i went on a little mini rant there so that wraps up patch notes but there are events coming up and one of those is a research and development weekend skiffy our resident crafter why don't you talk to us a little bit about that <laughs> definitely so yeah as you said research and development weekend is coming up it will be from january 1st until january 5th 
During this event, you can earn bonus research XP and R&D items from crafting packs and harvest nodes. Uh, now what this means is in your R&D schools, when you're running your missions to craft anything or if you're running the daily you know, XP missions, you're going to get 50% more XP. It's a great deal. So everybody should, should try to queue those uh, at least once a day. Um, in addition, your R&D packs that you open from the C-Store, that you purchase from the C-Store, will give you 25% more items, as well as this, the ones from the queues, uh, the free ones that you get for running the normal, advanced, or elite queues. They're all going to give 25% more R&D materials. The ones from the queues will also have a chance to reward a catalyst, which is cool, and harvest nodes will also reward additional R&D materials. So that means if you're out there scanning, uh, you know, when you hit your V key and it points you to a thing where you can scan and, and a little um, waveform comes up, that has a chance to reward uh, additional stuff. So I haven't had a chance to look into whether the Sheshar is still running during this uh, R&D weekend event. Jace, do you happen to know that? Yes, the Sheshar event will run until the 5th. So that window from the 1st to the 5th, both bonuses will be running. So that's a great weekend to pick up R&D packs if you haven't already, because you're going to get 25% more items and either 10 lobby or the ship per pack. Pretty awesome. Now, there is one note I want to make on this. For the last, I don't know, seven or eight months when Cryptic has been running these bonus events where you get a ship or lobby out of them, they have changed the mechanic for how that works. So people that already have an R&D pack from the C-Store that was not purchased during this event will not have the option of winning that ship or the lobby. Because what happens now is when you buy them during the bonus, or during the uh, Sheshar event, when you buy them from the C-Store, you don't just get the R&D pack, you get the R&D pack inside of another box. And that box is what gives you the chance of lobby or a ship. And then when you click on it, you get, you know, one or the other plus a regular box like you would have any other time. So during this event, if you have R&D packs that were saved up, you can still open them and get bonus materials, but you will not have a chance to get the ship. Those are only for the newly purchased ones that have been purchased within the last what, week or so. I think that's been going for a week. So. so be aware of that. Good call. Why is this important? You know, I know that you as a crafter have always said, oh, I'm going to wait to do X, Y, and Z until... A research and development weekend. What is it about the research and development weekends that make you wait to do big projects? It's just flat out the rewards you get out of them. Well, for me, since I'm still leveling up, it's a huge benefit because anything I do is going to get me closer to those higher ranks. And I mean, it's got to be even more so for you since you're already at the point where the scaling shoots up. Yeah, you know, I, and I'm at level 17 across the board, and I have given up on trying to level. I'm just going to let it happen as it happens at Dang, this point. Dang, you're, you're only at level 17? Not, I'm not saying only. I'm not, I'm not saying that, that it's just that you were 15 so long ago. It seems like you should have been... I know. I'm, I've, I've been slacking so badly. You know what? As lucrative as those level 20 titles look... They're just not worth the investment into lithium to get there. But for me, it's the bonus materials because those purple materials run out rather quickly. Now, I know that Cryptic patched uh, to make the uh, inputs quite a lot less than they were, uh, and that's helping, uh, but the, the market hasn't had a chance to stabilize yet. So any bonus purple stuff I can get is uh, extremely valuable. So... Admirals, remember how in episode 189, we asked you to write us into DOFs? Like, what would the Priority One team be like as duty officers? Remember? Member? Well, not for nothing, 
But Smirk and Trendy absolutely ripped off our idea. Right, how do you know it was Smirk and Trendy? How do I? Because because they're the ones Could who posted. Somebody... They're the ones in charge of this. Whatever. I'm putting Just blame on them. Just because they posted doesn't mean. That... Okay. I'm putting friendly blame on them. So until December 29th, you can submit your Doff creation, and the PWE team will showcase their favorites on Twitter. But you know what? We're taking it back. Priority One is taking it back. Now that they've done some of the legwork for us and made fancy art assets, we're going to host a contest of our own. So from now until January 29th, visit the Star Trek Online website, pull the assets for creating a DOF, and bring the Priority One DOFs to life. The best single DOF submission will win 5,000 Zen. So here are the basic rules for the Priority One DOF contest. We'll, of course, include these in the show notes. Multiple entries are encouraged, so make one for each host. But remember, only one can win. Don't post any entries containing inappropriate or offensive material. All entry images must be submitted in JPEG format. Not a GIF or a JIF or a PNG. <laughs> no images containing visual material from the movies or television series or any licensed material from any other source will be accepted. Okay, so don't pull in Ricardo Montalban. But we do have several albums on our Facebook page. We'll be picking our favorite doff on Thursday, January 29th during the recording of that week's episode. And all submissions must be emailed to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. So, Cookie, speaking of Perfect World and taking it back, you attended the live stream with Smirk on Friday the 19th. Was uh, anything announced that players might find interesting? Why, yes, Elijah. Captain Smirk has announced an in-game ice skating competition to be held on Saturday, January 10th on the ice skating rink in Q's Winter Wonderland. I guess the instance and actual time will be more clarified as it gets closer to the date and this will be for single or doubles you'll be judged on different categories costume routine and individual flair to enter the contest you must pre-register on the official forum post for this contest with your character and ad handle and whether you are skating solo or with a partner the prizes could include zen your photo being promoted on the official Star Trek online Twitter, Facebook, and forum pages, and highly desirable winter items. We will include a link to the forum post to register for the competition, and I hope to see you all there. Cookie said she really wants to do this, and she really wants to win, so I told her I'd help her win. Because without me, she just would, she, she's not going to win. She's without not, Elijah, she, none of this would be possible. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you're going to do what I tell you to do. And that's why we're going to win. You know what's going to happen is that somebody's going to bash me in the shins. <laughs> <laughs> so when things get quiet, Admirals, you know I start digging for gaming discussions that could be applied to Star Trek Online. And actually, something that caught my attention was a review of EVE Online's 2014 trailer by Bo Hindman in his new column series on MMORPG, A Casual Cornered. Now, I tried EVE Online several years ago while Stowe was still in development. Unfortunately, the learning curve was way too wide for my simpleton mind. However, you don't have to be a genius to know that EVE Online is one of the most successful MMOs ever. When I think MMOs, EVE is probably one of the first to come to mind. The article, at its heart, is less about whether or not this writer is going to return to EVE, but about how this one trailer moved him and how it inspired him. And you know what? 
the trailer actually moved me too. And I barely even played the fracking game. Bo really does a nice job breaking down the video into a few key points that really tug at an MMO player's heartstrings. He writes, First, it shows player-on-player dependence. Players playing with each other, accomplishing goals, even goals that are sometimes a bit evil. That's what MMOs are designed for. So let's break this down for Star Trek Online. One of the biggest issues for the more casual players of Star Trek Online is that the changes to the PvE-queued missions made them unpluggable. And you know what? In most cases, they're right. Dr. Robert expressed many of those concerns several episodes ago. But you know what I think the real problem is with the queues? I think the problem is not that players actually need to collaborate, but that the objectives are less about player classes and just an increase in critters and their hit points. And I've harped on this for years now, coming on five. I want to need a science officer. I want to need an engineer. I want to protect them as waves of enemies are swarming in while they do class-specific duties. The enemies don't have to have higher hit points. They just need to be angry and want to distract my colleague from doing their duty. Bo then writes, Second, it details the variety of activities that MMOs, even basic ones, can be known for. MMOs are living virtual worlds. We might become bored occasionally, or we might become angry at the pace of development of some of our favorites, but MMOs are always alive, somewhere, for someone. This is true for Star Trek Online. People might complain over and over that the only way to get ahead in the game is to grind. But truth be told, there are plenty of ways to earn whatever it is you need. There's no lack of variety. I don't think the problem is with the grind per se, or the types of missions, but the instanced and uninvested disconnect when selecting the missions. I want to feel as though I need to go someplace and do something. And I think pulling up a UI list of menus and insta-joining queues takes away from that travel experience in most MMOs. What if I had to travel to Gamma Orionis to engage the Borg STFs or warp to the Delta Quadrant? I think that at its core of everything, it's not fun to just insta-queue and grind, but it's fun to patrol, it's fun to explore, and that is why players are clamoring for exploration missions. Just imagine, you know, in the good old days, it'd be something like, Hey, Jace, want to do bug hunt? And Jace would say, Sure, I'm in Taldewa. I'm on my way. That's the way raids or group events work in standard MMOs back in the day. In his last point, Bo writes, Third, it illustrates how international MMOs can be. It's an entirely connected hobby. It depends on being connected. And those connections fan out across the world and across nationalities. And there is no better example of this than even our own podcast and in the Star Trek universe. We have listeners engaging with us from all around the world. And in-game, in the Priority One chat channel, we chat with friends from all around the globe who love Star Trek Online just as much as we do. You won't find hate, malcontent, disrespect, or ill will in our chat. You'll find like-minded individuals with a passion for the game as grand as ours. So why did I like the EVE Online trailer? Because I want to see things like that for Star Trek Online. I want to feel that inspiration to play. Like that free-to-play trailer for Star Trek Online made me feel way back when. I want to see Star acting more like a good old-fashioned MMO of years past. And I want trailers that spotlight the awesomeness that is Star Trek Online. And even the community like this one EVE Online trailer did. If you haven't seen it, links to the video will of course be in the show notes. And if you have any questions or comments, 
about what I've just said, let us know in the comments section for this episode on PriorityOnePodcast.com or on the post for this episode on the Star Trek Online forums. Message coming in, sir. Hailing frequencies. Open. See, we are getting to know each other. All right, Admirals, we're at the part of the show where we opened subspace channels and hailing frequencies to hear what you had to say. And last week's community question was, who do you think should direct Star Trek 3? Or 13? <laughs> <laughs> you beat me to it. Do you want JJ to come back or do you support hashtag bring in Riker? Jamen1 commented via PriorityOnePodcast.com. So I'm a huge supporter of Riker directing Star Trek 3. Huge! First contact was epic, and I really liked the humor and zen components discussed in Insurrection. Your comment about letting Abrams finish off his trilogy and then bringing in a new director makes sense, too. I always hoped Abrams would finish off the trilogy by telling a story that tells how his movies are the history of the Mirror Universe. That would be interesting. That would be an interesting twist. That would be an interesting twist if this was all... some kind of affected the Mirror. But... And then we'd be back in Prime. Yay! I love that idea. Osnia Deet writes on the Star Trek Online forum post for this episode, Modern iterations of Trek don't suffer from a lack of fresh. They suffer from a lack of experience. Bring in Riker. I agree with that. I I think I agree with that. It's a good perspective. Meanwhile, on a different note... Rob DMC writes on PriorityOnePodcast.com, After giving it some thought, I don't think Riker is the solution to this mess. I think J.J. should finish off his vision. Even though I can't stand this J.J. verse at this point, I think the story needs to be finished and put aside. While I believe Frakes can direct a good Star Trek film, J.J. verse needs closure so we can move past it. If Prelude to Axanar proves anything, it's that fresh minds can do a lot in the existing universe. Once J.J. is finished, we can move forward. Once established... Then let Frakes direct. You mentioned this last week, Jace, is that Frakes would be probably the better choice for a television series. Yeah, I mean, that's the majority of his experience. I mean, he has done movies, but, you know, only uh, First Contact is his most successful on every level. But he's gotten pretty good accolades throughout the, the TV biz. Tobias LTF commented via PriorityOnePodcast.com. I think I would be more inclined to let J.J. finish off the trilogy. I would hate for the feel of the final part to somehow be different than the previous two. Don't get me wrong, I have nothing against Frake's work, and I enjoyed it immensely. But I would rather have him behind the helm of a new set of Star Trek movies that are set forward in time, like STO is. At least this game would give some of the writers a creative direction. LOL. On the Star Trek Online forum post for this episode, Kazami Yukarin writes, As much as I love Jonathan Frakes and want to see him direct Star Trek 3, or 13, I think that J.J. is actually the better choice. Going back and thinking about the problems that I had with the other two movies, I find that most of the complaints that I have are about the script and dialogue, not the direction itself. I think that J.J. did a good job directing these young actors. You know, interesting you say that because... According to Orsi himself on the Mission Log podcast, his hands were tied a lot. Like he didn't he wanted to make it more Trek because he is the resident Trekkie, Trekker, and grew up with the next generation and TOS and Deep Space Nine, etc. And he argued that 
he was often put in a corner for wanting to take it in a direction that would appease the prime universe, right? And would stay true to that. So I don't know. I don't, you know, it's, I think it had to do a lot with also, you know, Bad Robot and the direction that they wanted to take and JJ's vision of Trek, which was his demo reel for Star Wars. M Hall 85 commented on the Star Trek online forum post for this episode. Nah, the Frakes idea seems too forced. Good for him for showing interest in doing it. Shows that he would care about the material, even if it takes place in Abram's sandbox. But no, it doesn't feel right. I would love to see J.J. finish out the trilogy and his vision of Trek. Yes, I'm a fan of the Abrams verse. And more power to you. I've said before, I don't have a problem with the new movies. I like the first one more than Into Darkness. I feel like Star Trek is about the future and about progress. And these two movies and Enterprise both rehash older timelines like i respect axanar for that because it's taking a historical perspective but we keep going backwards like that's not what star trek is that's what hollywood wants to do because it's safe or like you know you can cash in on recognized names but star trek isn't about doing what's safe it's about pushing the boundaries sean airborne williams writes on the star trek online forum post for this episode my choices to direct star trek 3 would be alec peters or Christian Gossett from Star Trek Axanar. These two gentlemen have done more to relight the fire of core Trek than anyone else in the last 20 years, in my opinion. With a small, fan-funded budget, unmatched drive, and imagination, they have created a vision of Trek the fans have been waiting for a long time. Chris, at Trone, posted on PriorityOnePodcast.com, You're not alone in your frustration about the pie-eating and gingerbread interacts being too close. At GeoSciNerd and I were discussing our own frustrations while listening to your live feed. We go to click on pie and queue up for gingerbread. Then you can't cancel the queue and you're stuck. Particularly frustrating if you queue a new character that doesn't have a snow gun yet. Now you're that guy that brought a snowball to a gunfight. <laughs> That's happened. Now, Cookie, but we, the other night you and I were queued up for the gingerbread and there was a leave button. I think that was because... I don't know, but I think it was because it was late at night. Like I said, when it's late at night, I'm able to get out. But when it's when a lot of people are queued up and it just starts right away. That's my only guess as to why that happened, but each week our social media channels are busy with your thoughts, opinions, and suggestions for the show. Please keep them coming. Reach out to us on facebook.com forward slash priority one podcast. Follow us on Twitter at STOPriority1 or shoot us an email to incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. Well, that wraps up episode 203 of Priority One Podcast. Be sure to catch our episodes every Monday morning by pointing your podcast catchers to feeds.PriorityOnePodcast.com. Admirals, you know we love hearing from you. Let us know what you think of the show and submit your responses for our community question in the comment section on our site or in the STO forum post for this episode. This week's community question is, do you share in Elijah's sentiments during his op-ed this week? Let us know in the comment section for this episode on PriorityOnePodcast.com or in the official post for this episode on the Star Trek online forums. Stay in touch with us throughout the week by following our social media websites. Head over to facebook.com slash priority one podcast and give us a like. Or check us out on Twitter via at STO Priority One. You can even join the Priority One Podcast chat in game. Just type forward slash channel underscore join space priority one. Admirals, we want to thank you for your ongoing support of Priority One Podcast. With your support, we've already hit our monthly running costs. 
and we're so very grateful to all of our patrons on Patreon. And don't forget, even if you can't offer financial support, sharing our show with your friends, sharing our posts on Facebook, and retweeting our tweets is another great way to show us your support. And don't forget to tune in to Priority One Productions Guard Frequency Podcast at GuardFrequency.com covering the ongoing development of Chris Roberts' upcoming Space Sim Star Citizen. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is the logical choice. The Priority One fleet is recruiting. If you're interested in joining, just shoot us an email with your at handle and we'll be sure to send you an invite. The email is incoming at PriorityOnePodcast.com. And now, you can join our Klingon Fleet Division, Warriors of Priority One. Today is a good day to join. Kapla, guys! We want to remind everyone that next week there will not be a typical episode of Priority One Podcast, but instead our year-end bloopers reel. Then, on January 5th, we'll be taking the week off and start the new year with episode 204 on January 12th. But we'll have a live stream event on Saturday, January 3rd, with some special giveaways and winter wonderland fun. Stay tuned to our social media platforms for more information. Thanks to the entire team behind Priority One Podcast, including our audio engineers, Skiffy and Ben Churchill. And a big shout out to Ben Churchill for his amazing efforts at bringing our prelude segments to life with awesome background effects and special audio modifications. It's just amazing how he's brought Jake Morgan's script to life. And I want to introduce Admiral Winters, our new audio assistant for Priority One Podcast, who did a phenomenal job with last week's episode and the week before. So we welcome him to the team. And of course, to our support staffer, Midnight Shadow 7. Thanks to our graphic artist, Romulan Ale, and to all of our bloggers and their managing editor, L. To our video editor, Jerry. Thanks to the composer of our theme music, Chris Watts. Thanks to our syndication partners, Epic Gamer Radio, Subspace Radio, and Trek Radio. But most importantly, a big thanks to you, the Star Trek online community, our listeners. Because without your ongoing support, none of this would be possible. Red alert. Shields up. Ready weapons. Engage. Star Trek Online News, we have another patch and some festive events coming to... Shh, I didn't write any of this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, hold on. And, of course, as always, before the end of the show, we'll open hailing frequencies and see what's incoming. That's like the fa- That's like the Family Guy episode. It's a Meg show, guys. You can change. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, man. Admirals, we are so grateful that not only have you helped us cover our monthly operating costs. Oh, sorry. I almost said expenses, which would have been fine if I had just gone with it. Oh, I had to own it. I had to own it. Commit. <laughs> just commit. Admirals, we are so grateful that not only have you helped us cover our monthly operating costs versus... Pay-
verses. All right. Eventually. I made it one more word this time. You guys, you got my back. <laughs> Admirals, we are so grateful that not only have you helped us cover our monthly operating costs via Patreon, but many of you continue to contribute. And those extra funds will help offset the cost of travel to conventions, new equipment, Polynesian resort weekends for... Oh, no, no, we don't do that. Oh, my God. That's great. Now I'm going to have to edit that Case before we're Poly- <laughs> <laughs> Trips to Cuba. Trips to Cuba. Cuban cigars. And even if you can't or haven't donated, you can support us by dialoguing with us. Your comments, questions, tweets, Facebook messages, in-game chants, chants. Again with a chance? <laughs> did I do that last time? Somebody did it last time. Oh, man, I had a whole thing about Captain Pike ready. Seriously? No, I'm just kidding. All right. <laughs> yeah, now he feels like a, a, a peasant who was afflicted with that issue that he didn't care about before you're a douche <laughs> such a douche you guys are making me hungry every time i hear that shashar shashar it makes me want chinese food sorry you're bre- i know i'm supposed to jump in you're breaking up so bad that i i couldn't tell exactly where you were in your statement am i breaking up for everybody no no, no. oh this is so annoying. All I can hear is, I, th- it, it sounds like a Burger King drive through right now. Sorry. <laughs> May I take your order? PWE ripped us off. And now we're ripping them off by and now stealing we're rip- their we're taking it back. <laughs> taking it back. This seems so shady. <laughs> yes? <laughs> Sorry, that sounded really stupid. <laughs> that was scary. Hey, Jace, want to do Bug Hunt? And Jace would say, go ahead, read that for me. I figured. (laughs) (laughs) So enthusiastic. (laughs) Back in my day. Get off my lawn. What'd you say? She said, get off my lawn. (laughs) Get off my lawn. My cat just went to the litter. So whoever's editing this is going to have to Try to take care of all that scratching and scuffing. All Thanks, right. Gang. Have a good night, guys. Take we'll care, see everyone. you in Triples and Ecstasy. We're cute. Queer. That's so cute. That's so right. cute. And don't forget to tune into Priority One Productions Guard Frequency Podcast at guardfrequency.com, covering the ongoing development of Chris Roberts' upcoming Space Sim Star Citizen. If you like this show, then listening to Guard Frequency is the logical choice. You know what? What, Elijah? What was wrong with that? <laughs> Guard Frequency. Because I know about the bloopers. Wait, what? I know about the bloopers. No, what are you talking about? We're not live, so it's not like they can hear me. What they Damn What they do? So the they just you gotta listen to it. Okay. It just just fast. It doesn't even matter. Don't even bother listening to the rest of the show. Just fast forward. <laughs> 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 oh, oh yeah. yeah.